the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you're having a great Sunday night, second week of the NFL season coming to a close. I know there are some of you, eh, I don't watch football and whatever, but, you know, it's football. Come on, man. It's an American pastime. It's like baseball. It's always good. And besides, when I record these things, I record them very early in the morning, but when you hear it, it's later in the evening, so we got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. Um, it's going to be a fun show. We've got a guest that will be joining me a little bit later this hour. We've got news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Podcasts, you do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, you'll find the show's on those two platforms. Uh, Alexa Ready as well. Uh, iHeartRadio and, of course, Odyssey.com. Uh, we're also on the Hopped Up Network. You head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You listen to this podcast version of the show, usually a few minutes after the show ends, but there are a plethora of others that you can listen to, uh, download and listen to whenever you feel like it at your leisure. Now, excuse me. Coming up in 20 minutes, Greg Zaccardi. He is the founder of Ramstein Beer High Point Brewing. Will join me. I got to figure out what what is their name. Is it Ramstein? Is it High Point? We're going to discuss that with Greg. Uh, this Northern New Jersey brewery does old school German purity rules beers. We'll talk about his new Oktoberfest that I was uh, able to pick up uh, last week. He invited me to his Oktoberfest um, celebration, and uh, we will talk to him about that, along with a lot of other things coming up in twenty minutes from now. Our good friends from Killsboro, they're going to be celebrating four years on September 25th, 2021. Uh, a chock-full day of fun, as they say. The garden will open at 6 p.m. It is closed for a private event from noon to 5. They're going to have a special can release, an anniversary beer slushy, live music and entertainment to be announced. Just follow Killsboro uh, over on their Facebook page for more information. Um, what Sean Torres is doing over there in such a small place and he is cranking out some fantastic beer, as well as some delicious food at the Craft House as well. Um, but Killsboro is going to be soon moving to a new location where they're going to have a traditional tap room. Uh, they will have a production facility. I believe they are still keeping the restaurant where it's at, uh, but they're going to move a lot of the bulk of their operations in terms of mass-producing their beer to this new location right by Snug Harbor. So uh, kudos to Sean Torres and his crew. Four years. can't believe it's only four years that they've been around. 
amazing. Amazing. Uh, meanwhile, you got the other brewery down the street, Flagship Brewing, just did a collab with, um, uh, who was it, Chip Bottom in Long Beach Island. They decided to bring the two islands together and come out with an IPA. And, uh, you know, they're doing great stuff, too, over at Flagship. And uh, Jay Sykes and his crew uh, always put out some good stuff. So if you haven't had a chance to check them out, they are both both places are really walking distance to the ferry. It's a little bit of a walk. It's about 20 minutes from the ferry uh, walking distance. But both of them. Uh, crank out some great beer, and they are right near one another. Uh, Trogues has announced the return of their award-winning guided production tour. So in 2020, it was voted Best Brewery Tour in America by readers of USA Today. The guided production tour from Trogues offers an in-depth look at how the independent family-owned brewery brews, packages, and ships beer to 10 states in the Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, following in the footsteps of the Trogues Brewing Team, the tour winds through the mill room, hop cooler, and brew house deck, as well as the brewery's fermentation cellars and packaging lines. Uh, as a, a recent tour goer said, you really feel like you're part of the family. The guide was so nice, funny, and welcoming. We felt like we were getting a special tour. And uh, Trogues are currently, uh, tours, excuse me, at Trogues, uh, easy for me to say, currently offered on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays that can be booked at trogues.com slash tours to get a book ahead of time when you go over there. Uh, but it is definitely something that you want to check out uh, if you are in the Hershey, Pennsylvania area, which is really cool. Uh, our good friends at Torch and Crown, and I got a chance to check out, check out Torch and Crown this past Friday, finally, uh, the only production brewery that is in Manhattan right now. And let me tell you something. They have a phenomenal space, just phenomenal. It was great when they were building it, and um, John Danzler was showing me all of the different things that they were going to do there. But now seeing it in action, it's fantastic. The restaurant is top-notch. Uh, they have private meeting space downstairs in the basement. You can actually brew your own beer, right? They'll do it. You can do a brew party. They'll do a pig roast. You give them two days' advance notice, they will do a pig roast for 12 people or 10 people, whatever it is. You've got to check out torchandcrown.com. Uh, and you got to get over there. Uh, they are um, right on Van Damme Street. Uh, it is a stone's throw from the Holland Tunnel. It is a fantastic place. The beer is great. The food is excellent. Uh, John, thanks for your hospitality. Very much appreciate that. Just an awesome job. But one of the things that they are doing, uh, they are doing the launch of Beer Bible 2 uh, with um, author Jeff Allworth, who we're going to have on the program uh, on September 30th. Uh, they are having a full pig feast, many beers, and a panel discussion uh, with Jeff, Torch and Crown uh, co-founder Joe Correa, and New York Times beer writer and book author jo- Josh Bernstein, who I believe is going to moderate the whole thing. The Beer Bible introduced uh, us all to great beer years ago. They're excited for this one. It's an amazing evening, strictly limited to 50 tickets. So you've got to get them uh, very soon. And I have to tell you when that date is. The date is Wednesday, October 6th at 6 p.m. It's $125 for the ticket. You get a welcome beer. This, a signed copy of the Beer Bible 2, three-course pig feast dinner with beer pairings, panel discussion, and conversation. You have to have a proof of COVID vaccination required to enter the event. They accept all forms of proof, but there are no exceptions. You can email them at info at torchandcrown.com with questions. They will get back to you very quickly. So it's limited to 50 seats, okay, 50 tickets. Great deal, 125 bucks. You get the signed book. You get a pig roast. Plus, you get a, a welcome beer and discussion. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. Now, 
Uh, Alamo Drafthouse Cinema, which we talked about uh, a few months ago, uh, is going to be bringing a theater to Lower Manhattan. And so they are doing three free admission outdoor screenings on the Fossen Plaza at their new location at 28 Liberty. Uh, it, fans will be projected on a screen on 28 Liberty South, uh, Liberty's South Plaza, features a signature sculpture uh, by Jean, uh, Jean Deboeuf and a sunken garden by uh, Izami Noguchi every Thursday night at 7 p.m. from September 23rd through October 2nd uh, through October 7th. Excuse me. It'll be complemented by theme festivities and popcorn before the show. Check this out. Here's the first film on September 23rd: Escape from New York. How could you beat that? Escape from New York projected on a screen in Lower Manhattan, watching a classic John Carpenter film. That's awesome. I wish I could make it. I would 100% go. That is so cool, right? September 30th, they're going to show You've Got Mail. And on October 7th, they're going to show Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right on a screen. I'm assuming it's weather permitting, but that is very, very cool. So kudos to the folks from Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. That is awesome. So uh, if you want to check out a great place that has uh, really good food and beer as well while you watch a movie in a very comfortable setting, check them out there in Lower Manhattan now. Great American Beer Festival uh, was last weekend. Uh, the Colorado Brewers Guild had uh, t- honored 21 medals awarded to Colorado breweries, 20 of which are independent craft breweries. Uh, they had, let's see, I'm just, just running down a few of them. Um, Strange Craft Beer Company collected their fifth medal with a silver, silver brick Norwegian farmhouse in the historical beer category. Peak View Brewing out of Greenwood Village took home their first a GABF medal with a silver for their blood orange wheat in the fruit wheat beer category. So that's very cool. And in New Jersey, Departed Souls uh, got a silver for gluten-free Nunshell Path. Mechanical Brewing got a gold for an English special bitter. Spellbound got a silver for wood and barrel-aged beer. They all brought home medals. Kudos to those breweries for winning some hardware. There were some New York breweries as well uh, that won, I think, um, uh, Prison City, I think, won one. Uh, single Cut... Uh, a couple of others. So uh, some good stuff uh, winning uh, winning at the Great American Beer Festival. Kudos uh, to the New Jersey breweries for winning, uh, especially uh, Brian Kubacki at Departed Souls. I know he had a rough time after Hurricane Ida. They had some He had some water issues in there, and this was beer he had sent off a while ago and, um, you know, di- had kind of forgotten about it. But it's nice uh, that uh, to get recognized, especially uh, for his gluten-free beers, which he does a phenomenal job with. Now, when we come back after a short break, we'll have more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I like the way sparkling Welcome back to the Agatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes. You just do a search for, uh, and Google Podcast, uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. And you can find all the shows on those platforms. Sorry, my phone uh, 
decided to uh, listen when I was speaking for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> Alexa ready as well, odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to my podcast of this program, the podcast version, Monday mornings, uh, usually a few minutes after the show ends. Coming up in 10 minutes, Greg Zaccardi. He is the founder of Ramstein Beer High Point Brewing. He'll join me, this northern New Jersey brewery. Does old-school German purity rules beers. We'll talk about this new Oktoberfest and a lot more. That's happening 10 minutes from now. Uh, A little peaceful, easy feeling. I actually took part in a meditation session uh, earlier this week from a a high school friend of mine, Judy, and uh, my wife, a couple friends. It was very calming, I have to say. It uh, centered me a little bit. Uh, It was only about, you know, a 20-minute session, Uh, but it was really, really... It was nice. It was good. It was good to just learn to breathe and kind of open up a little bit and see uh, things differently. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. If uh, you, those out there meditate, uh, you know what I mean. If if not, you should try it. I think it's uh, it's very calming, and sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need to take a step back and be calm. Easy for me to say. I'm quite the hothead sometimes and very stubborn. Anyway, our good friends from Prison City Brewing, they're having a harvest beer pairing dinner. It takes place on Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8.30 p.m. at Prison City Brewing, which is in Auburn, New York, 251 North Street in Auburn, New York. It's $45 a person. It includes a five-course dinner and five beers to pair with the food. You can reserve now, and then you can pay uh, the night of the event, which is Thursday, September 23rd, and it's a collaboration between Prison City and Scratch Farmhouse Catering. Uh, PrisonCityBrewing.com uh, for more information on that. We will tweet out a link as well. Our good friends from Firestone Walker, they are bringing Oktoberfest to Venice, California. Uh, if you visit their tap room on Saturday, October 2nd, it's a Bavarian celebration including exclusive beers, a special menu, and live music and games. Entry is free. The festivities will last from noon until 10 p.m. They're serving four special Oktoberfest-inspired beers during the event, including their October or Oktoberfest oak-aged lager, uh, Hedwig uh, Hellas, a garden party fest beer, and a Hefeweizen as well. All of them clock in at under 6%, which is really cool. Uh, all day long, you can get a pint of their Oktoberfest oak-aged lager, a souvenir glass mug, and a German pretzel for just nineteen ninety-nine plus tax. That's pretty cool because, listen, you're having an Oktoberfest beer, you have a big pretzel. That's the way you do it. The Venice Tap Room, located at 3205 Washington Boulevard in Venice, California. If you can't uh, get to them in Venice, they have a special offer you can enjoy from home. Uh, stop into one of their brewery stores in California, pick up a six-pack of Oktoberfest Oak Age Lager and a souvenir glass mug for just fifteen ninety nine plus tax, which is really cool. Again, only in the state of California. Now, here's an interesting story that we found out from the good folks at AmericanCraftBeer.com. Um, for many years, uh, a lot of people thought that beer didn't just, you know, obviously there's the German purity law and all that other stuff. But originally, it was thought that beer was created first in Egypt. And sort of the fermentation process, you know, was sort of an early form of mead and and beer and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it turns out the origins of beer are getting older. It has been discovered in China that have shown that people have been drinking the fermented beverage for more than 9,000 years. So listen to this. Archaeologists in southeast China have found microfossil residues left over from early beer drinking at a football field-sized 
burial site. The discovery was published in the PLOS One Journal, P-L-O-S One Journal, uh, last month. It is thought to be evidence of ancient drinking rituals at funerals. Ceramic vessels were unearthed at the site and uh, that have found to have contained starches, plant residue, and fungal remains, indicating that they once held alcohol. Beer, of course, technically any fermented beverage made from crops through a two-phase process, that's what beer is, right? In the first stage, enzymes transform starch into sugar. And then in the second phase, the yeasts convert the sugar into alcohol, a process known as fermentation. We all know this if you're a, a beer connoisseur, right? So analysis shows that the four bowls, nine jars, seven long-necked hoopots, thought to be around 9,000 years old, once housed a rice beer made using a mold starter. And as the researchers explained in the study, mold acts, of course, kind of like an agent for both processes by serving as a fermentation instigator. Uh, in the press release, an archaeologist said this ancient beer would not have been like the IPA that we have today. Instead, it was likely a slightly fermented and sweet beverage, which was probably cloudy in color. Uh, if people had some leftover rice and the grains became moldy, they may have noticed that the grains became sweeter and alcoholic with age. While people may not have known the biochemistry associated with grains that become moldy, they probably observed the fermentation process and leveraged it through trial and error. The findings have led the research team to conclude that beer was used in ancient burial rituals in China to honor the dead. And, of course, it's important to note rice farming was only in its very early stages 9,000 years ago in this region of China, according to the, drink, to the drinks business, suggesting that the process of fermenting rice for alcoholic beverages would have been something reserved for special occasions such as marking the passing of respected figures within the community. So how do you like that 9,000-year-old beer made from rice, and they use this to honor the dead? How cool is that? See, that's the stuff when you find stories like that, that's what makes it even more fascinating. I love it. This is why I love um, the process of beer, how it's made, how it brings communities together, um, how you do all of these different things. Um, You know, just from a small business standpoint, I love the beer business. But the fact that we're now discovering that it is, it is possible, or even probable at this point, that beer was made in China 9,000 years ago, that's pretty cool. And speaking of something else that's pretty cool, our good friends from Samuel Adams, um, they have uh, made the release date for Samuel Adams' Utopias. Uh, this is starting October 11th, the 12th. Biennial edition of Utopias finished on 2,000 pounds of cherries, including Michigan Balaton cherries to bring a slight sweetness and touch of tart flavor to this 28% ABV rarity. Of course, as you know, Sam Adams' Utopias, a spirited blend of multiple batches of their extreme beers, some held in reserve for just this coveted biannual, uh, biennial release. In fact, some of the beer dates back nearly three decades aging in wooden bourbon casks. So then the brewers then finished the blend in a combination of Carcavalos, Madeira, Ruby Port, and Sherry Oloso barrels. This year, for the first time, brewers aged also aged a portion of the blend in Saturnus French oak wine casks, which bring subtle notes of honeyed apricot and caramel to the rich levels of fla- layers of flavor. If you haven't had Utopias, you ever get a chance to try a little bit of Utopias, they run for about 200 bucks a bottle. It is absolutely worth it. It is very much like a sherry, uh, a port wine. You kind of drink it slow, pour it in a goblet, um, you know, or curved glass uh, to it, to really enhance its flavors and all that other stuff. This is a fantastic beer. Um, uh, so it, this is definitely something 
uh, that you want to take advantage of if you ever get a chance to uh, to have it. Now, here's what's cool. Samuel Adams is the official beer of Inspiration4, which is the first all-civilian space flight mission to orbit, which launched uh, earlier this week. In celebration of the Inspiration4 mission, Sam Adams will donate a maximum $100,000 to support Jared Isaacman's challenge to raise $200 million for St. Jude. To extend support of the cause, Samuel Adams brewer Jim Cook is offering his personal bottle number one of 2021 Utopias, signed by himself and the Inspiration4 crew, and a trip to the Samuel Adams Boston Brewery for the St. Jude Charity Buzz Auction. To learn more and bid, visit stjude.org slash launch party. All proceeds raised will go to support St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Uh, Utopias is a high-gravity beer. I am honored to take it to new heights with our friends on the Inspiration4 mission, said Cook. A beer at its most spirited. It's always great to see Utopias support the community, and that includes donating my number one bottle to a noble cause like St. Jude. Uh, You can find Sam Adams Utopias at select specialty beer, wine, and liquor stores. Uh, A suggested retail price, excuse me, of $240, and that is starting on October 11th. Price varies by market. Availability is extremely limited. I, myself... Have a bottle of the last edition, the 2019. It is a fabulous, fabulous sipping beer. Definitely an after-dinner type uh, drink. Kudos to the folks from Sam Adams for raising money for St. Jude. When we come back after a short break, Greg Zaccardi, the founder of Ramstein Beer High Point Brewing, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, look, I'm, I don't care who you are, but if you're having a party and if you're having an Oktoberfest party, there is nothing better than listening to great polka music, and you can't go wrong with Jimmy Stir. Going to be good times uh, when you're sitting around uh, eating some uh, some bratwurst, drinking some great German beer, and hanging out with friends and having a good time. My next guest is one of the founders of a brewery in Butler, New Jersey, since 2014. They're o- uh, they're open. Well, has it been 2014? I don't know. It's a little bit longer than that. But listen, they're open. Uh, they're open Wednesday uh, through Sunday. Uh, they have various hours. You can follow their Facebook page uh, for more info on this, or just head over to ramsteinbeer.com. That's R-A-M-S-T-E-I-N.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 for the first time uh, on the Craft Beer Cast, Greg Zaccardi. Greg, how are you? Oh, Al, thanks so much for having me on. How are you doing? Um, you got me. You got me in the mood there with that opening song. Uh, this is uh, our season. I love it. I love it. So right off the bat, I got to ask you because it's been puzzling me for years because I've known about you guys and I have had your beer before. The name of the brewery is Ramstein Brewing, but you also go under the name High Point Brewing. What's the reason behind the two names? Okay, so when we first uh, looked to build our brewery, um, I wanted to go to a place that reminded me of where I worked as a brewer in southern Germany. You know, I would. I learned my chops, uh, at, fortunately, working in a fairly small relative to German standards, a large relative to microbreweries, right. German brewery in southern Germany, right on the Swiss-German uh, border there with the foothills of the Alps. So we thought it would be a great idea to go all the way up to High Point, New Jersey, the highest point in New Jersey. And right. it's picturesque and gorgeous. 
but it just was impractical to open up a, a real brewery up there. We didn't have the utilities we needed. Water was a challenge. So sure. we decided to just go as far <laughs> down Route 23 as we needed to uh, to get all of those critical utilities and a grid supply of water. And, and that, that's how we wound up in Butler. So the brewery's name is High Point Brewing after the original location we wanted to be in. And Ramstein is, is the brand, our, our number one selling brand uh, of beer. And, and the brand Ramstein is kind of, a, you know, it's named after the American Air Force Base in Germany. Right. It's a place where a lot of Americans are learning about German culture and the Germans are learning about Americans. And that's kind of what our beer is about, too. It's sort of that hybrid of the traditional German styles with a little bit of American creativity and fun. Gotcha. So now, all right, we've got that settled. So for those of you who don't know, quick origin story about Greg. You go to college, you become a chemist, you get a job at IBM, you don't like it so much, you join the EPA, a little more exciting, you homebrew some more, you become the president of the New York City Homebrewers Club, and as fate would have it, you meet the girl of your dreams who happens to be German with a family history of brewing for over 300 years. So you head over to Germany, and suddenly, kapow, you want to be a brewer of German beers. Take me through the rest of the story. So, yeah, I mean, I was homebrewing, um, like a lot of people that start breweries, right. and was getting great feedback. And, and my father-in-law, um, who's obviously, well, he passed away, but he's in Germany and had a lot of, fortunately, some good contacts. He was able to basically, you know, pave the way for this American homebrewer to kind of get in behind the scenes and, and learn the true art and science and craft of, of making beer in Germany. He said to me, before you give up your, you know, EPA job, making nice, <laughs> making nice money in New York City, right. come work in a brewery and see if you don't, like, see if you like working in a, basically a factory versus a desk job. And yeah, I said, yes, I, love, I did it. And, and I fell in love with the, the craft of brewing and, you know, had that vision still do to come back to America and, and make beer that, you can only taste in Germany, but we now can make it here, and you can get that fresh flavor, kind of like that's our critical ingredient is the freshness now. So Absolutely. That's how it started. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking with Greg Zaccardi. He's the founder of Ramstein Beer in Butler, New Jersey, uh, and High Point Brewing. Ramsteinbeer.com is the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's talk Oktoberfest. I was at your Oktoberfest celebration. By the way, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it. We didn't have time to talk. It was very busy when you guys first got started there, so I ended up picking up a couple of cans and bringing it to a barbecue that I went to. It was an excellent Marzen and is certainly the right time for it. How was the celebration last weekend, and do you have anything planned for the coming weeks uh, as Oktoberfest usually goes on for a few weeks here? Sure, yeah. No, um, thank you so much for coming. I'm glad, and, and, and those kind words are greatly appreciated. It's it is the most wonderful time of the year for a brewery that makes German-style beers. Indeed. So, yeah, it was our biggest Oktoberfest to date at, at our brewery. A uh, little bit overwhelming, uh, but it, it, great to see so many happy people. You know, we're finally getting back into some sense of normalcy, and right. I think people are ready to just have a great party outdoors. You know, with the we were blessed with great weather, and, and um, we are busy. This is our busiest time of the year, so... You know, we have uh, our beer at a number of places throughout um, the tri-state area, so mm-hmm. distributed in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're at Mountain Creek for their Oktoberfest. Uh, we're doing a, uh, a special beer dinner at uh, Brasserima Mare and Kloster on September 30th, and then October 1st. We have, it's a really fun time at the Pilsner House. We're doing a barrel tapping. They're located in Hoboken, New Jersey. So we And we just did a couple other barrel tappings and festivals previously. So it's a it's a we're, we're just rocking through it. 
Uh, now, you're also the only brewery in New Jersey, Greg, that is brewing beer using the strict German purity laws. And with so many brewers doing so many different things with beer, and, you know, there's so many beer groups that are, you know, pastry stout this and milkshake IPA <laughs> that. Have you ever given a thought of brewing another, a, a different type of beer like a pastry stout or a sour or that? You, you guys, German beer is the way is how we're doing it. It's been our bread and butter for a very long time, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, we 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 definitely have the uh, you know the, the the creative element of the seasons, right? That's what that's the beauty of, of autumn and and this seasonal Oktoberfest. So yeah, we get to mix it up a little bit. Right. We do Firkin Fridays at our brewery draft room, so we'll take one of our you know like an unfiltered Hellas and add ginger and lemon and and some honey to it, and that kind of gives a little bit of creative outlet. But in terms of what we bring out into the general marketplace, you know we're we're, we're blessed with being busy enough that we really can't deviate with our capacity from our core brands. Gotcha. It's not for some like elitist reason that we don't make pastry styles. We do. We did do a, a Berliner Weiss, uh, which is a sour style, right? A couple, you know, for for a number of summers. But it's just, uh, you know, we are. We, in fact, Friday we're getting a big fermentation, a new fermentation tank, and so we're going our capacity. But I think the demand for what we do because it's a bit unique relative to, sure. you know, all of the, like you said, IPA and pastry stout um, breweries um, get, keeps us busy enough doing what we're doing, and, and that's why we're, we are. But but that's a we good are. thing. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes the, the, old, the older styles and traditional styles are always a, a good thing to fall back on, or, uh, you know, in your case, it's what you do, and, and if, you're doing it, if you're doing it great, then that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. We're talking with Greg Zaccardi. He's the founder of Ramstein Beer in Butler, New Jersey. Ramsteinbeer.com, the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, you mentioned uh, COVID and people coming out again, and it's a great thing. And I, I have to say it, obviously, COVID affected a lot of businesses over the last uh, 19 to 20 months. How badly did it affect uh, your business operations, if at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... Um you want to talk about instant change um, that we had it. We had our open house for our Maybach, which is our spring seasonal delicious beer. That was on, I believe it was March 15th. Right. And, you know, we, that was in, in uh, you know, 2020, I think right. it was, 2019. And um, things were starting to change already. There was that feeling of, of, of pensive people were a little uh, reluctant to go into buildings. And, and you know, this was before really it got out there that we had to have a lockdown and you know, at that point we were positioned where we had brewed a ton of oktoberfest beer 80 percent of our business back then was to restaurants and bars so it was all 80 percent 20 percent was in bottles mm-hmm. and overnight you know they they locked down the bars and restaurants so we got stuck selling you know a year's worth of or season's worth of, of uh, my right from our brewery and we went from you know, having 80% of our customers just, you know, vanish uh, overnight. So right. it was a bit of a, you know, I was kidding someone. You know, the breweries that went through prohibition actually had more notice than we did. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Greg, what new seasonal beers do you have coming out in the near future? So the next thing for us is our uh, winter wheat double box, which is a wonderful, rich, dark, malty, uh, wheat-based double bock, um, and you know that that's available. We have an open house in November, the second Saturday of November, to release our winter wheat double bock. 
and uh, that that'll take us through the holiday season. So we're really, you know, we're off and running once Oktoberfest starts, and the practice starts growing. So do we, and we just stay busy. Thankfully, straight through the holidays. Um, we also do in in the beginning of the year an ice version of it. We're one of the few breweries that does an ice bock. So we'll take the winter wheat double bock and we'll freeze it a little bit, and it boosts the ABV up to about fourteen percent. And it really just smooths the whole flavor profile around. It's really spectacular beer. It's only available at the brewery, so one more reason to come visit us in Butler. There you go. And the last question from me, Greg. What's the one piece of advice that you could give someone who's listening right now and is looking to start their own brewery? What's the one? What's the best piece of advice you could give them? Yeah, I would say you know really think hard about uh, your your business goals. Um, because there's the there's the the beautiful part of, of brewing is is the craft and 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 ha- that feedback having you know an opportunity to share your hard work with your friends and 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 hopefully some of your future customers. Um, but you know there, there's so much competition out there, which is good. You know it's, it's it's I think it's elevated the consciousness of craft beer in the community up higher and higher. But you know you really have some of these guys I think have gone really long on, on, on what their, what their financing um, expectations are. And, and, and it is, a, it's, I think it's going to change. I think the world, you know, the, the New Jersey in particular, I think is getting to that point where you wonder like how much more can we put <laughs> into, onto the shelves? So I would say, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful craft, but it, there is the backdrop of it being a small business. You have to be comfortable and and kind of comfortable in your skin as a small businessman. Gotcha. So you you got to take a risk, but you also have to, you know, have that patience to see it through if you're going to take that risk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and also have a bit of savvy, heads-up business sense because, you know, at the end of the month, you know, your bills come due and... That's and, right. and, uh, and he had an element of it. So Exactly, exactly. My guest has been Greg Sicardi. He's the founder of Ramstein Beer in Butler, New Jersey. Ramsteinbeer.com is the website for more information. Greg, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. All the best. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970, The Answer. And you know, and I just realized something about my music. It figures that I would figure this out. Late, late in the show, I had the volume on my computer low, like only at half instead of full. So that's why the music isn't as loud. Maybe my ears don't hurt as much. Well, how about that? Anyway, how can you follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo? Instagram at uh, Gatulo. That's um, uh, G A T U L O. I almost forgot the spelling of my last name. Uh, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G and NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well. iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, and of course, the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you can listen to this show whenever you feel like it now um you know it's interesting the other day somebody had asked me for my birth date and i actually gave them the wrong year i was shocked i made myself younger i don't know how i did that it was one of those you ever know you ever you ever get a, a, a brain fart like that uh, i don't know anyway i played some nfl music uh, to start this segment 
And there's a reason why I did that, and we'll get into that in a second, because it has to do with Untapped. Uh, and Untapped um, is something that I use, a tool, an app that I use uh, to track the various beers that I drink. So it's easier for me to remember um, when I'm doing Suds and Duds. So there's only a few beers for Suds and Duds this week. Part of that is uh, medical. Uh, the doctors want me to uh, cut back a little bit on my drinking. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm going to start to curb back. And actually in November, uh, I'm probably going to do a dry November um, to kind of reset myself. I have to go for a colonoscopy. And I know I'm getting a little too personal, a little too sharing. First off, let me tell you something. Go get checked. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, go get checked. It's important to get checked um, for everything. Get an annual physical. Do it. If you're paying for health insurance, I don't understand why you wouldn't go and get checked. Uh, but you have to do these things uh, on a regular basis because it's important, the bottom line, right? And if you find out these things early, you can treat them early. And maybe you won't have, um, like, they found my cancer very, uh, you know, middle to late in the process, and I still have issues five years later. So it's important to get checked. But anyway, I'm trying to do a dry November, so this way I can kind of reset my body a little bit um, you know, there's some issues with, uh, my spleen and my liver, uh, a lot of them obviously being food and alcohol related. And so if I cut back on those things and kind of reset everything, hopefully that will, um, take care of it and I won't have to rely on medication and I can still enjoy uh, a beer or three when I want. Now let's dive into suds and duds. After suds and duds, I want to talk to you about, um, this article from Vine Pair that they got from an article from USA Today and the NFL music and untapped will all make sense. So the Ramstein Oktoberfest 2021, um, this is by High Point Brewing, a nicely done Marzen. Uh, it is a, a really, really good. Love the can art on this. Uh, I was just sad that I couldn't stick around uh, for more of the Oktoberfest uh, festivities because I had, a, um, I had a barbecue to get to, and I was already way out. Uh, High Point Ramstein is located in uh, Butler, uh, New Jersey, uh, you know, a little bit of ways from me. About four, it's about a 40, 45-minute drive from me up north. Um, off 287, great little place, kind of in an industrial area. Almost reminds me a little bit of industrial Germany. If you ever saw the Stone a documentary, the Stone Brewing documentary, of when a great cook goes to Germany to try and open up a brewery there, the building that he purchases um, to build the brewery is sort of reminiscent of this place. Brick, plumbing supply company in there, like that kind of uh, vibe. But um, I didn't get a chance to go inside, but I'm definitely going back to check them out. Uh, at some point with a few friends who really like beer done the traditional way. Source Brewing for 9-11 came out with another version of Never Forget, uh, which they did, a, a, I believe it was 50% of the proceeds of the beer. Or maybe not, maybe it was less than that. I, I don't remember. But a, a, a portion of the proceeds uh, went to um, Tunnel to Towers, which is awesome. T2T.org, if you want to donate $11 a month, this is a tremendous tremendous uh, charity. They give homes to people that are first responders, soldiers that don't come back from war, uh, Gold Star families. All of these things are important. And what Frank Siller does is an amazing, amazing job. T2T.org, $11 a month. But what Source did was they did a stovepipe can in packs of two uh, to represent the Twin Towers. Awesome job. And I think they were 11 bucks for the two cans or something like that, or $20, $22, whatever it was. Fantastic beer. It's so good. It was delicious. It's, pro it's still on tap at Source. Definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed. Our friends over at Wet Ticket Brewing 
came out with a Mexican-style lager. Tim did a great job with this. Pursuing Paradise, a very nice, easy drinking. It's perfect on a warm day. It's under 5%. It's an excellent beer, one that I can drink over and over and over again. Loved it. Delicious. My neighbor Rob bought a six-pack of the Waldo Special Ale, this time the 2021 version from Lagunitas. This is just a solid, triple West Coast IPA. Uh, It's great. It only comes out once a year. It's definitely one of those things. It's a big boozer. It's a banger, but it is definitely worth your time. If you see it in the store, get it. It's piney and resinous. It just has everything that you possibly want from a triple IPA in a West Coast style. And then Stone's 25th anniversary triple IPA. Boy, let me tell you something. 12.5%, piney, hoppy, strong, so good. Again, another great representation of a triple IPA from a West Coast perspective. Uh, kudos to Source for 25 years. Uh, Lizzie from Source uh, from uh, from Stone, excuse me, Stone, Source. Keep getting all these things me- messed up. Thanks for the beer. Very much appreciated. I have to try the Hazy IPA, uh, and I will do so very soon and get a review out on that. Uh, of course, portions of this program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, get your beer directly from the Source, uh, Route 34 in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Now. Vine Pair did this story about the most popular beer at every NFL stadium, according to the Untapped app. So what's interesting about this? This was an article in uh, USA Today Sports, the list, and with the list wire, they showed the most popular beers at every NFL stadium. So what's interesting, uh, or not surprising, I should say, at MetLife Stadium and at the Miami Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium, the beer of choice was Bud Light. This is not a surprise. Uh, Budweiser, Anheuser Busch. Pays a tremendous amount of money to be in the stadium. You're only going to find those types of beers there. You're not going to find a great local craft beer selection, right? So this was another thing about baseball stadiums. Like, why isn't there more craft beer in baseball stadiums? Again, follow the money. Anheuser-Busch pays a lot of money to have signage in certain places. In Yankee Stadium, you're not going to find any independent craft brewers. All you're going to find is Anheuser-Busch. Will you find Blue Point? Yes, you will. Blue Point is owned by Anheuser-Busch. You're not going to find... Independent craft beer in those places. Will you find it at City Field? Yes, you will. Go out to Center Field and City Field. They have an entire uh, beer stand that has beer from everywhere around the world, including local beers. New York, New Jersey, everywhere. Awesome. Love that. Same thing at the Prudential Center. You will find New Jersey beers at the Prudential Center. Now, you got to search for them. You'll find Carton. You'll find Kane. You'll find Departed Souls. You'll find some beer in there. But you have to look. 902, I think, is in there as well. Uh, Hoboken might be in there as well, Hoboken Brewing. There's a lot of local beers in there, but you got to look. That's the thing. Um, in Massachusetts, apparently, so I'm just going to name a couple of stadiums here. Uh, Lincoln Financial, uh, Sly Fox Brewing is uh, the most popular beer there. At Gillette Stadium for the Patriots, it's Julius from Treehouse. Interesting. Uh, at Lambeau, it's uh, Terrapin's uh, uh, Luau Crunkles, which is surprising. Uh, who else? Let's see. You've got... Uh, at Soldier Field for the Bears, you got Daisy Cutter Pale Ale from Half Acre. That's not a surprise either. Uh, at at Heinz Field uh, for the Steelers, I see light, Iron City Light. Again, not a surprise. Um, who else? I'm trying to. Is there anybody that kind of jumps out for uh, the Washington Football Team? Devil's Backbone, but Devil's Backbone owned by Anheuser Anheuser Busch. Um, Miller Light is the most popular beer uh, at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Well, there's no accounting for taste. Uh, Golden Road Brewing is the the popular choice for the Los Angeles Rams and Chargers. Whose house? But why Golden Road, owned by Anheuser Busch? So again, you have to you have to understand where it's coming from. Uh, we'll post a link to this story. 
Um, again, it's not surprising, but you have to follow the money. Um, you know, you've got a big company in Anheuser-Busch that puts money in to promoting these things. If you start putting independent beers in there, Anheuser-Busch is going to perceive that it's taking away from their product. Now, they may be right about that, but I, you know what? A guy like me would want to drink a craft beer. Uh, uh, maybe a guy in his 40s or 30s or even 20s who's not into craft beer is just going to want to drink Butter Bud Light. I think there's room for both. But the problem is when you pay millions of dollars, this is what happens. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. Um, would I love to see more local beer in local stadium, in, in stadiums? Absolutely, but you're not going to find it at the Yankees. I know that the the Garden does have some craft beer in there, but again, I think Anheuser-Busch is the big sponsor in there, so it's one of those few and far between. You really have to search for it. And a lot of times, it doesn't come from the breweries themselves. The distributor who is distributing the beer, um, I don't know who distributes Anheuser-Busch in New York. I should know this. I don't. I think it's Manhattan beer. I could be wrong. Um, but what ends up happening is, they, you know, whatever big company has, like, I know Peerless doesn't carry any of that type of stuff, but um, there are distributors in New Jersey, but there are distributors that carry, obviously, Bud and Bud Light or Coors and Coors Light, but they also carry craft beer. So what they'll do is they'll get the deal to get that the big beer in there, and they'll try and slip in some other stuff. And sometimes the arena wants it, and a lot of times they don't. So it's it's all... You know, it's all up to uh, the particular arena. If you want more of the local stuff, call the people at the arena. Demand it. If you're going to be a frequent guest of the arena, that's what you have to do. And then maybe that puts the light bulb in their head. A lot of times it doesn't happen. But, hey, maybe, uh, you know, you never know. Things could change. My thanks to everybody involved in the show as well as my guest, Greg Zaccardi, the founder of Ramstein Beer High Point Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.